Jesse. Here we go. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time prophet and full-time private detective. Hmm. And with me, as always, is my good friend and X-Men movie enthusiast, <laughs> Andrew Patterson. Hello. Uh, <clears throat> this yeah. dog fart is really distracting me, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's overpowering. For- formidable scent. <laughs> I challenge you to love that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So this week is what's a- on tap. This is our first episode past one yeah. year. Fi- episode fifty three, year two. Starting but, off the year with a bang. Yeah. Uh, rather than the traditional format of hidden gem, and you gotta love it, we decided to give each other hidden gems once again, kind of like twenty sixteen. Our birthday episode last year, I think we did something similar, except uh-huh. I gave, might have given you a You Gotta Love It. Uh, anyway, um, we mentioned them in the last episode. Uh, I had said that you should watch the movie Nice Guys, mm-hmm. and you suggested that I watch Midnight Special. Right. And so we did that. You want to talk about... Uh, Whichever one you like. Maybe Midnight Special, because full disclosure, I am having some trouble remembering the entire thing so there might be detail yeah okay so it'll be if it's fresh in your mind then that might help us yeah it's pretty strange it's definitely fresh in my mind so the movie stars michael shannon he's the best i mean he's not the best i i think he's pretty fucking great he's Uh, one of my favorite actors he it would seem i mean okay so right off the right up of the gate. It starts off with a bang. The reason I like this movie a lot <laughs> this doesn't explain anything. It's just like here we go. Exactly. There's it's rich with like subtext and uh it doesn't hold your hand. Yeah. You know? There's no uh exposition. It's like real old school sci fi. Right. Or even dare I say like ninety like uh Spielberg kind of well, flight you know, like so uh, immediately flight of the navigator. Maybe Flight of the Navigator. In in my head I was like close encounters this this is essentially um oh, what was what were the two movies that i compared it to i i e. yeah well et mm-hmm. but elliot and et are the same character mm-hmm. essentially but uh, there was also ugh, now i don't remember but anyway uh yeah very much uh, spielberg-esque but but unlike uh, more traditional movies like like i was saying it doesn't explain anything so it opens i don't know exactly what scene it opens on but you kind of you see a religious cult um it's the cardboard i think i remember the opening scene where they got the cardboard over the they're in like the hotel or something like that oh Michael really shannon and he like opens the to like look at the and like all right let's go and then it's just like get in a car oh okay but they're driving at night and he like turns the lights off, puts on the night vision goggles. I thought that was after. That might have been just after, but I remember the the cult is like not the like religious where the FBI comes in. No, before that. So they're in a room. Oh. They're in a room talking to each other. The the 
cult leader, I guess, the older gentleman, mm-hmm. who's another one of the, like he's like a that guy in movies. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like oh, yeah, fucking. and he's in all of uh, all of uh, oh my god, Jeff Nichols. I just forgot the fucking director's yeah. name. Is it Jeff Nichols? Yeah. They're not. He's in all of like his. He's like uses the same cast. It's yeah. like Michael Shannon is in all of his movies. Uh, he did Loving, Mud, Take Shelter. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on. Well, okay, so they're discussing like we need to get the boy back. Like this is important. Mm. Whatever, and they're like all kind of like rubbing their heads and you know upset about it. And you're like, what? You know, what is this? You don't even know it's a religious cult. Mm. You're just like, oh. You know, so, so some kids gone missing. Mm-hmm. It, I think it opens actually with the guy watching the news about a missing kid and he turns it off and he's like, how did they get wind of this or whatever it was? Yeah. Um, and then we see the scene where Michael Shannon's taking the, the boy in the car and he's reading uh, his comic books and then he has to turn off his flashlight because they got to go super dark. Anyway, uh, so essentially the story is Michael Shannon has stolen this kid away from a religious cult. You come, spoiler alert, by the way, you come to find out later that that kid is, in fact, his son mm-hmm. and has some sort of mystical power that you're n- not fully aware of. Yo, like but you, some crazy shit happens. Yeah. You don't know <laughs> what, what the power is. I mean, you even kind of see it in action and you still don't know what it is. Yeah. But you know that he has some sort of ability to um, show people things. He can intercept satellite signals and, and radio signals and... It kind of just like flows through him and he's clearly sick mm. uh, at the start of the film. And the movie is about them trying to keep uh, Michael Shannon and his crew trying to keep the kid away from the cult while also evading the police because the police think that he is kidnapped, them. kidnapped this child. And then the FBI gets involved because the FBI, the, the child driver, what's that? Adam driver. Yes. Uh, the FBI thinks the child has intercepted sensitive satellite material which he has and that's a a, it's a great premise yeah i don't even think we need to like we can still talk about it without uh i will say this though one more spot one of my favorite i was just like this is wicked when they stop at that gas station Mm -hmm. and he's like stay in the car and like he gets out of the car and that woman is just like filling up her car and he's like standing in the parking lot and she's like oh like is everything okay like looking at him and then, like, Michael Shannon's like, oh, fuck, and, like, runs over and, like, picks him up. Yeah. And she, she's just like, oh, like, well, you should, like, keep an eye on your kid. Right. And he's just like, yep, thank you, sorry, you know, whatever. And then, like, the kid, I, he, like, apologized or something. He's just like, sorry. And you're just like, what the fuck? And then there's just, like, that fucking, like. Yeah. Meteor shower. Meteor shower. And you're just, it is so wicked. And just, like, I love, um, I'm a big fan of, I mean, I like it all, but I, I'm a big fan of these sort of feels like there's been a rash of them recently going back to maybe even chronicle like Ooh, I like that movie, sci- sci-fi that is done in not like a summer blockbuster way you know like where it's like the you know you could see well, like even in, stranger things or something like that it's like yeah but you could see like independence day or i mean whatever excuse me there's dozens of them even ones i like like avengers these epics in scope yeah and you're like wow that was impressive but then after a while you're kind of like okay like it's impressive but still like it doesn't even really like it doesn't have that impact and it's interesting it's that not on grounded a, yeah on this smaller scale like you know i've seen crazier things than a meteor shower 
that somebody possibly made happen in like a sci-fi or an action movie Mm -hmm. but like in this context you're just like fuck this is like shit is real like this is fucking sweet and just like how grounded it feels like when they're running and yeah shit is just go- and like nobody knows what's happening people are just like what is going on yeah it's absolutely wicked. um the other movie that i was thinking of which y- you should see because uh, i know that i've kind of mentioned it to you before is sound of my voice right it's about a cult as well which is it's just like fucking out there but anyway yeah i like this film because you you it forces you like, I mean it's pretty clear but it forces you to piece together some of the pieces on your own yeah like Michael Shannon and what you assume to be his ex-wife you don't even know if it's his ex-wife you just know that it was somebody that he was in a relationship with who you assume is the mother of the child because mm-hmm. the child's happy to see this woman mm-hmm. but again they don't say that it's the mother mm-hmm. but like obviously it's the mother yeah you know and so like That's there's great. all this stuff where it's not just like because they very easily could have just had Michael Shannon and the other guy whose name escapes me. You know, Joel Argerton? Yeah, in the yeah. car together being like, well, okay, let's let's go let's go see his mother because yeah. she'll keep us safe or whatever. They could have just said that and then great, man. gotten I, there. Yeah, and like, I love it. Just, yeah. Did you love this movie? Yeah, I liked it. I liked the, it a lot. This guy is like one of my favorite filmmakers right now mm-hmm. i loved the, i haven't seen loving. i loved the concept or well, the concept's based on a truth like i loved the idea of loving but i would say it's probably my least favorite of his movies sure. as far even though it applies to me possibly the most in terms of the subject matter mm-hmm. it just i felt it was a little you, you thought a tiff right yeah it could i just thought that um i mean obviously we fucking criticize this stuff all the time or talk about it but i just feel like it could have used a little bit more editing there was like it just felt kind of like drawn out unnecessarily at a lot of points, mm-hmm. but take shelter is another great example of like a, like, do you, have you seen take shelter? No. Oh, fuck dude. It's amazing. It's like the, it's very similar to this. Michael Shannon, the premise is that he, do you know the premise? No. So he's, um, lives in like a small town. I don't even know Midwest. Maybe I don't know where in the state or like Kansas, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like rural, rural America. And, uh, he, he is have he's there with his, uh, his wife played by Jessica Chastain and their child, mm-hmm. who I believe is deaf. Okay. Um, but he starts having visions of like this storm, like this world ending storm. Right. Which he d- initially doesn't really tell anybody about. Oh, this is something his, his wife. To me. His wife no, is n- kind of like he's kind of keeping it to himself, but then it's becoming harder and harder to ignore. But also, ooh, I think I saw what is revealed is that similar to this, reasonably early on, is that his mother mm-hmm. there is a history of schizophrenia, like in his family, right? And uh, he is trying to like come to terms with whether he is either having like a, he goes to the doctor and he's like. A, he doesn't know whether he's having like an early onset of Alzheimer's or whether he, you know, mm-hmm. whether he's actually seeing these visions. Um, but he starts building a, like a bomb shelter. Right. Because he's like, he figures what's the harm. But then, you know, it strains his relationship with his wife. It strains his relationship with his, you know, yeah, he's his had, best friends, he and everybody in the town. Financial issues. And- like everybody in the town thinks he's, you know, and it, it, yeah. it, this tension is building. But like what's amazing is all of that is almost secondary to you being so plugged in to being on this like journey because you also don't know you know like you don't know what the f- you're like oh 
is this guy crazy or is it because like the visions are like done in a way similar to this movie where like it's because it's grounded it's fucking terrifying like one of them is like uh it just starts like raining dead birds um or something something to that effect and there's another another point where he's like they're out doing he his um his best bud that they're like co-workers they like uh they're contractors and they're like laying road or something like that or like staking for this uh suburban development and it's like a blue sky and he, you hear this like sound of thunder that sounds like so real mm-hmm. uh, in the theater and he kind of like looks up and he's like oh i guess we should like call it a day and his buddy's just like what and he's just like i mean it sounds like there's like a storm coming and the guy's just like it's fucking do you see like it's clear there's no way there's a storm coming like are you okay right. and then he's just kind of like oh yeah yeah i'm fine yeah i guess you're right <laughs> but like it's shit like that you're just like oh anyway he's he's uh mud similar qualities like yeah. very like you know it's fuck this, this stuff is good man so yeah midnight special check it out guys it's uh especially if you like that kind of like indie sci-fi yeah yeah it uh psychological keeps you on your toes i I mean it's grounded for the most part until you know until it really gets into full swing Mm. but let me ask you this at the end is 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 michael shannon one of the you know it kind of ends in a in a um fuck what's that movie with leonardo dicaprio Inception. In an Inception-esque way where you're like, oh, so like, wh- what's the deal there? You know? I gotta fucking rewatch it, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what's your, uh, I don't know if we probably have asked a question like this. Mm-hmm. What are some of your, or is your favorite, like, more psychological, kind of understated science fiction film? Well, definitely, like I said, Sound of My Voice is like. I was up there. Up there. 100% because it's just it's so grounded in reality like the way it's shot everything it's just very real but then there are moments that kind of make you really question like wait what 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 happened there you know yeah I guess coherence could also be fit in this category yep. but we've talked about that have you seen the remake of Solaris no remake no what the George Clooney one is a remake of like a Russian film oh I didn't I know believe. that is it Russian I don't know if it's Russian talking to my ass here but it is a, it is a remake of an old science fiction film oh i didn't know that but you've seen that one yeah I, that's a slow move that's one of those movies where it's like a hard sell for me like i've started watching with people mm-hmm. and they're just like this is i'm not into this but like yeah that's great i think it's great does 12 monkeys count yeah because like i would it, i would allow that it didn't do very well yeah theatrically but it's like one of my favorite movies of all time it's very wacky. I don't know if I would call it understated. Yeah, I guess. Or or like uh, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Eternal yeah. Sunshine it's is a great, such a great concept. Also kind of wacky. Yeah. But I guess I'm just thinking of like, I guess, yeah, Midnight Special has its like action moments. I'm just thinking of ones that are like more like subtle and like make you a like... A little bone chilling? Yeah. Like Solaris is like moments where you're fucking like, oh shit, this is fucking like yeah. the, when the, there's that at the very beginning when he lands, when he arrives at the space station, mm-hmm. I don't know how well you remember the movie and there's like the blood stain on the ceiling. Okay. 
and he just like when he walks in one of the first shot when george clooney arrives at the space station yeah. he just like looks up and there's just like this moment where it fixates on that mm-hmm. and it doesn't really make sense like you're like why like it's not like a spatter you're yeah. like oh there's like a blood stain on the ceiling and george clooney's clearly thinking the same thing and then nothing happened he just proceeds into that and starts interviewing the people mm-hmm. and then like a crazy amount of the movie goes by and then it's like a video game it's almost like one of those moments where you're like okay i'm gonna log that away because clearly that was important that they fixated on that right and you're trying to figure out what it was and then um spoiler alert this movie's getting old now if you haven't seen it you still check it out uh essentially a psychiatrist i guess you would call him goes to the space station that's receiving like it's like in the far future that's mm-hmm. been sending out a distress signal yeah but you don't really know why uh it's not like crazy aliens or anything we well, don't know what it is but it's, it feels very grounded it's like a, a real feeling sci-fi anyway he arrives and starts interviewing the members of the the operating the space station but like one of the guys s- killed himself right. which makes sense if you've seen the movie but he did, and he stashed the body like in in the like he took down the ceiling panels so yeah like the b- blood was pooling from like his body which is like kind kind of bone chilling but yeah. again like you don't it, it's made even more so later when you're like oh i've been thinking about what that could have been this whole yeah. time you know like just kind of creeping so in the back of your head frightening version of bravest warriors yeah of the first episode the time <laughs> yeah. parasox yeah all right oh uh, my god let's move on to the second uh your recommendation which was nice guys nice the guys. spiritual successor to Shane Black's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. It's very much uh, a similar movie. Yeah, I think wasn't the story behind it that it originally was supposed to be like a sequel to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with the same with Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr.? I don't know. Maybe. I think Tom, Tom, who will never, now going on our second year, who will never be on the show, yeah. told me something along those lines, maybe. It, I mean... Because I if you think about it that way, it makes perfect sense. Like if that was like the second case... For those guys from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, you right. know, like it, but the animosity the wouldn't have been as high as it was like off the bat. But I guess that maybe he wrote in that those opening sequences yeah. because it wasn't a sequel. Yeah, but yeah, it make it would make sense. So I really liked this movie, but I thought that um, I wouldn't call it slow, but something about the first half of it was like it's weird i liked all of the in, i liked the characters i liked the individual yeah. th- i liked the storyline but it just felt kind of like disjointed or like there's just something about it where you know where i was like almost unintentionally like i was like oh this is not amazing but mm-hmm. i but then as a whole i really thought it was great and there's one or two scenes of acting that fucking were terrible like when ryan gosling so the movie if you're not familiar is a set in the 70s Late seventies, Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it's funny because I just saw La La, La Land, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, well, if you ever wondered what Ryan Gosling's character from La La Land would be like, private as a private, private detective, this is the movie for you. Yeah, one guy's like a private detective, the other guy's like a a herter. Yeah, a fixer. A, fi- a fix. Yeah, he just like. A bag man? Yeah. He's just like, somebody's like, hey, here's 400 bucks. Can you go beat this person up? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And like, no questions asked. He'll take a job from like a teenage girl. It doesn't matter to him. Yeah. Played by Russell Crowe. And then Ryan Gosling is like this kind of sort of, uh, I, he's he's an 
kind of an interesting combination of tropes. Like he's not that he's the alcoholic private detective, but he's also like a dad. He's, he, he's a dad, but he seems like a disaster. You're like, this guy's terrible at his job. And numerous times in the film, people are like, you're a terrible private detective. Yeah. But he's actually really good. Like he, 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 he has a bunch of sneaky tactics that yeah, work out. Yeah. Like he's that are pretty smart. Yeah. He's almost like a savant. Like, and he think accidental things happen, but there's also moments of like legitimate where you're like, oh, this guy's brilliant. And like the characters around notice that. They always yeah. are kind of like, huh, I guess this guy's in a total fuck up. But um, yeah, that's essentially the ma- the two main characters and his daughter. And then everybody else is just kind of like a revolving door of like kooky character right. very similar to kiss kiss bang bang as so, they're trying to yeah i mean he essentially ryan gosling plays the downey jr role yeah and uh russell crowe's the val kilmer yeah very much yeah it's fucking great the one scene that the one scene i guess there's only one scene that bothered me when he hmm. falls down that hill oh that's like my favorite scene no no that that part's funny yeah. but then when the corpse is there his like like yeah like that just went on too i was like everything else he nailed but that one part i was like why did they leave this in they should it like right the moment after where he's yelling up the hill it like immediately snaps back to like okay but that scene was just like it felt like a really bad movie where like it felt like a paul blart moment where it was like somebody like really going over the top yeah a little and too like humana, humana, humana. yeah and yeah, he's yeah. such a like subtle even in a kooky at like a kooky role like this he's yeah. like he's pretty good at like delivering so it just seemed kind of out of place but right. everything else was fucking great like there are so many hilarious <laughs> hilarious moments i like when they're at that party trying to interview all the people oh, and fuck man it's it, yeah. it it definitely had moments where i laughed out loud uh but it was yeah it was it was good well ryan gosling does play the whole um he's always very quiet and like Smooth isn't isn't necessarily the, the the word, or quiet isn't even really the word, but just very calm. Mm-hmm. Everything's always just like, oh yeah, you know, like there's yeah. he doesn't get overly excited about things, and even when he does, it still kind of feels I calm. Love, I love the whole sequence when uh, when they uh, they go to the auto show, mm-hmm. and uh, the girl that the girl that he's got a like a crush on, yeah, comes in with the gun, and uh, he ends up like when there's a distraction, he yeah. like drops to the floor and tries to get Russell Crowe's like ankle gun out of its holster. Right. He's, yeah, not, yeah. he's not wearing it. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like trying to get the gun. And then like, she still doesn't shoot them. She's just kind of confused. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then like his daughter comes in with the tray yeah. and tries to pour the hot coffee on the girl. But it's just cool. like everything, every moment that in any other film would have been like the moment yeah. just doesn't happen. But like nobody, the, the the bad guy quote unquote seems like legitimately like not concerned or even she's confused but it's not like i'm not killing you because i'm distracted i'm just like you guys are fucking useless like i'm not worried that anything bad is going to happen and yeah. it just goes on and on at every possible moment or attempt where they could make good their escape yeah it just doesn't happen until she ends up just slipping in the coffee and like right. smashing her head and then ryan gosling just stands up and he's like well, that worked out well. Yeah. Just acknowledging how... Oh, man. There's just so many, like... It, so many great moments. It's it's very much like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in a lot of ways. Yeah, oh, yeah. In in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just, like, the way that the whole story plays out. It's, it's and hilarious. how they go about looking for the guy. And even just, like, the... You know, at the end of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang where they find that guy's dad and just, like, beat him up or whatever. Like, this movie has a, a similar... Anyway. Well, yo, when they go to the airport hotel... 
Yeah. And and they're like they're they're like we should go we should go save her and they get in the elevator and they get out the elevator there's just like a guy yeah. bleeding from his neck and they're just like huh and then they look the other way and they're, that guy just gets shot like eight times and then when they're in the elevator he just fall he fall you see him yeah. falling in the background and then it's just like a full minute of them just like trying to get out of that like standing in the elevator and Ryan Gosling is just slowly kind of starts shaking a little bit yeah. it's Lots of uh, lots of great like subtle, you know, is is good. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I I, I figured that you would. I mean, anyone who likes Kiss Kiss Bang Bang will probably like yeah. this. Yeah, and like Guy Ritchie type of stuff, you know, yeah. old Guy Ritchie type of stuff. Like, it just de- definitely had that like dark humor, quite violent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, like, yeah, I guess violent is the right word, and like graphic. Yeah, when the guy falls off the roof. And like lands beside the pool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like so gross. Uh, oh, and, and I loved uh, the, that scene where he, uh, they're having that conversation towards the end. And Ryan Gosling's just like, the important thing is nobody got hurt. And Russell Crowe's just like, well, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Like yeah. quite a few people got hurt. And he's like, what I mean is, I don't think that they were in pain too long before they died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what's um, what are some of your favorite detective films? Yo, I had one lined up when we started talking about this, and yeah. it's a totally, I it, totally it's forgot. Oh, you? Inherent Vice and Big Lebowski are similar to this movie in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. where they're not. I haven't watched really, Inherent Vice actually. Oh man, I've seen Big Lebowski though. So what I love about Big Lebowski isn't it kind of plays out like a detective, you know, Coen Brothers detective film, but yep. nobody is really a detective. There is a detective in it, the private eye, when he like goes out to his car and he's like, stay away from my fucking lady friend, man. Yeah. You know, the like, the, mm-hmm. um, but just the, it's like a, a bunch of characters and people connecting events that may or may not actually be related. Right. And a bunch of things just kind of happen. It's one of those movies. Inherent Vice is like the exact same way. It's, oh, really? It's, it's, like it's the guy is like a detective Joaquin Phoenix's character but it's like he's kind of a fuck up as well like he just is like a hippie he just kind of like gets high all the time and it I can't really I don't even know how to describe it other than to say it is feels very similar to you know it's like Paul Thomas Anderson doing the Big Lebowski sort of like it's got a guy piecing things together that may or may not actually be related and the movie starts and finishes without any real like things are resolved but not really things are getting resolved around him and he's just kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. um yeah it just has a very similar you know he's like the dude sort of in that like there's like a scene where he goes to investigate this this place and he just gets hit in the back of the head with like a golf club or something and passes out and that and you know just kind of like it in the big lebowski he's getting drugged or he's getting attacked by like the anarchist like there's just right. like weird shit happening to him and he's just like what the fuck what? come on and there's yeah. hilarious scenes with josh brolin i found them hilarious that don't make sense like there's a part where josh brolin plays like the local like sheriff or something like that and right. he fucking hates joaquin phoenix's character and they're kind of working together but at one point he's like driving in the car and Joaquin Phoenix is in the passenger seat and it's like a profile shot. So you can see Joaquin Phoenix in the foreground in the background, Josh Brolin is kind of out of focus and he like takes out this like chocolate covered banana, yeah, like ice pop type thing. And he starts like eating it, but he, he's basically like deep throating it. Like, at, like very obviously. Yeah. And, and in, the, in the foreground, Joaquin Phoenix is just kind of uncomfortably like, 
looking at him and there's no explanation there's like no talking it's just oh fuck it's it's well done anyway i didn't mean to see it it's good man check it out I mean what, what about it. you detective films <sighs> see i don't i don't have that like i know that there's a bunch of comedic ones that i've seen mm-hmm. but the only the first one that comes to my mind is um it's a movie called the Brick. girl oh yeah that is a classic that's probably one of my favorite movies just period yeah it's good Sorry, uh, go on. Uh, that's Look. like a high school film noir. Coffee and pie. Ryan oh my. Johnson, who's doing the next Star Wars movie. So yeah, Ooh, nice. that's a jump. Yeah, he did Brick, and now he's doing Star Wars Episode Eight. But uh, yeah, and this this that was I think that was one of the first movies with uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt before he was known outside of Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the movie that I was thinking of it's called The Girl with the Spider Earrings, and essentially. There's a show that was an A&E show, and I think it lasted for two seasons. I have it on DVD somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's called Nero Wolf. Mm-hmm. And w- essentially what it is, is it's like a, a play on um, a Sherlock Holmes type. Ca- not even Sherlock Holmes, because that's like too campy. Just the whole parlor uh, detective story where like, you know, he collects all the people at the end of uh, at the end of the story and like is like you're the murderer and here's why you know <laughs> yeah. but what's funny what's kind of funny about this show um i mean not the movie because the movie is just a long episode of the show but what's funny about the show is a the detective is this like uh big uh kind of overweight guy so he doesn't go out he just has a uh, a bunch of lackeys go and do the cases for him, like do the investigating for him and report back findings. And he just kind of does all the like machinations in his head. But w- what else is interesting about the show is um, there's say like 12 cast members and three of them play the same roles every episode. And then the other ones are just different characters each episode as if it was a, a play or something. Cool. Uh, and so the movie's just an elongated version of that. And Who's the guy? The guy that's in it is uh, like not not the main detective, but his main lackey is somebody famous who whose name is escaping me. I don't have a cell phone on me right now, or I would tell you. But yeah, cool. Chip, what's it called again? A girl with the spider earrings. Yeah, and the show is called Nero Wolf. Uh, another good one, which you may or may not put in this category of detective necessarily, but it has detecting in it. Girl, mm-hmm. girl with the dragon tattoo i thought was great i didn't read the books and i still have not seen the original movies but i love david fincher and daniel craig and rooney mara <clears throat> and he, i thought it was it plays out like a detective like and i i, I would yeah, say he it, goes there and he's assembling evidence and interviewing people i just meant like yeah. it's it's very dark <laughs> sure like i i mean all of them are kind of dark yeah noir you know like it's but like that movie takes it to a whole other level you know like dismembered animals and horrible vivid rape and like very graphic violence Mm -hmm. like it's very fuck it's dark it's super dark but like the movie itself i thought was great and i mean fucking david fincher actually does zodiac too same thing yeah but again not a traditional detect like you know newspaper like a journalist and a comic (laughs) problem with that is you knew that they weren't going to find any answers though yeah, but it, I, so it was a good movie. So I people, liked it. So many people don't like it. They're just like, it's long and boring. I fucking loved that movie. I thought yeah. it was great. And the 
even though you know it's based on like they don't find him, the yeah. suspense and like the way fucking that movie ends is fucking great. Drew Carey's brother, man. Can't you know, trust that guy. When he goes when he goes to that hardware store, yeah. And just like looks at the guy, like that was just such a chilling like fuck. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Also the murders in that movie are horrible. Yeah. Like the again, the it's just grounded and it it's scary cuz they're just like random you know, fuck. Anyway, talking about is creeping me out. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it was great. And I liked uh, Midnight Special. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, Midnight Special. So I think this was a successful exchange. Yeah, it was good. 2016. Hidden Gems of 2016. Yeah. Do you have any uh, recommendations for the week? I actually don't. I didn't have any. I didn't come prepared. Damn it. I had one in my mind when we started. And it like has has since escaped me. And now it's going to it's going to drive me nuts. Maybe we can go without a recommendation this week. Or I could just think like what like musically. Sure. I mean, mine wasn't going to be musical, although. Oh, I remember what mine was going to be. So I'll go first. Anyone in the Toronto area, East End specifically, but I mean, it's open to anyone who's willing to travel. My favorite pizza in the city. Mm. Is it one that we have sitting right in front of us? Yeah. Speak. Oak Park Deli. Right near my house in East York, there is a deli called Oak Park Deli, but don't let that fool you. Order, call them up, order Arthur's special, uh, the pizza that we have sitting before us. I get it, like, not too often as to not wear it out, but uh, delicious. Probably one of the best pizzas I've had in the city, for sure. I can second that. Have you tried that new, the deep dish place? No, but someone wants... So, I... I wanted to open one, had I the means to do so for so long, because I was like, how come nobody's doing this in Toronto? We're like Chicago's sister city, and yet there's not a single legitimate deep dish pizza yeah. place in the and i haven't been there so i don't know how legit it is but i just you know i also want to try village pizza i hear that's pretty good north of brooklyn is so good we could do an entire you gotta love it episode on pizza of toronto we should have a pizza wars edition and just get like a bunch a bunch yeah. of people together yeah just my office because we frequently get into debates about what the best pizza is because there's strong lines drawn in the sand everybody's got something different yeah yeah absolutely i mean Mine, mine is kind of a dark horse pick because who the fuck else is going to get pizza from over here? Nobody. Nobody. People in this neighborhood, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Right. And and it's not like a, you know, North of Brooklyn is fucking phenomenal. We're not, we're not talking Queen, Queen and Ossington area here because, you know, anyway. Queen is Queen and Ossington's got like 18 pizza places. Yeah. Libretto, Pizzaolo, Pizza Pizza sure there's like a what's couple the more what's the like restaurant right there by like ossington and closer to dundas pizzeria libretto is that what it is probably i think so mm. anyway we're fucking so off topic but yeah it's great pizza i second that recommendation i can't recommend dirty projectors again because i did that last time mm-hmm. uh, but i have been listening to it a lot so i'm trying to think outside of the box here um Shit, dude. I don't know. I'm having a really hard time. Oh, I know. Uh, 
if you like rap music, if you like rap music from the UK, if you like grime music. I think you already recommended this. Did I? Loyal Carner? No, not Loyal Carner. Oh. Uh, it's a compilation by XL Recordings called New Gen. Um, it's great. It's just like a basically like a 19 or 20 track compilation that's just like the, you know, like like an old school compilation would be instead of it just being like here's the greatest hits of a certain era or band or year it's like these are the up-and-coming grime artists Mm -hmm. that you should know about and here's some songs uh i'm actually not sure whether they're original like made for this compilation or not but it's fucking great and for me i associate grime with like a handful of artists like two or three artists that i can think of right now like dizzy rascal is like the first one that comes to mind as somebody that grew up outside of that scene that's kind of what made it over here um so in my head i have this like i kind of idea of what grime is uh but when i listen to this i mean i'm sure there's like you know hip-hop heads out there that are like this is a fucking this is real grime you know everything but like it's sick man it's it's really good like it's uh yeah i don't know definitely check it out so maybe we'll queue up uh it's so funny that you say that because there literally is that with everything everything yeah but like and i get it and you know what? If you're listening and you thought that when I recommended this new grime compilation called New Gen and you're like, that's not real grime, please hit us up. Mailbag at loveitpod.com. Mailbag at loveitpod.com or tweet at us or whatever it may be. And at like Lovepod. fucking link us, some, uh, link us some legit grime music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's so funny. I don't follow that many sort of musical genres on Reddit. But mm-hmm. the ones that I do follow, there's always somebody trying to distance themselves fifty percent from of the people a specific there. set of artists. Yeah. It's just like no, but it's 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 funny how there's a progression. So like one of the the first one that comes to mind for me obviously is uh, the slash emo thread, mm. where it's just like oh these guys are just talking about mallcore bands like fucking you know good Charlotte and whatever. That's not emo, right? Like real emos like Sunny Day Real Estate mm-hmm. and and uh the get up kids and and then those guys whatever. were like we're not fucking emo fuck but, that shit but then, yeah there's another set of of people who are like oh that's not emo like not none of that midwest shit that's not emo what's emo is like right to spring yeah. and fucking yeah right it's uh, like the washington <laughs> post grunge scene like literally to them emo is a slice of music that existed in like a one and like, a half year span I was going to say even smaller, like four months. Yeah, honestly. 12 different guys that were in like eight bands for a four month period. It's like, it's, yeah, anyway. Too exclusive, but I get it. But I will say as much as I am one of those people often, and as much as those people annoy me (laughs) by the same token, I, I can respect that. Like if, if, if I say something that, and somebody's like, oh no, that's not for real. Don't just like, don't tell me. show me you know because like i love so much music that like i want to know and i want to improve my understanding of it you know because it's it's too often that you do i'm going to be one of those people right now when you know something there's like some you know band gets pop popular and is on the news or you know somebody who's like not really used to reporting on it reports on it and it just always feels so comical you're just like you have no idea (laughs) you know they just say something and I don't want to be that guy, you know. But well, it's I do funny because I've been buying all all these like classic jazz records that are like, I don't know, standards, mm-hmm. right? 
But like I in in the back of my mind, every once in a while, there's certain record stores I'll, that I'll go to. Like, what is it? She said, "Boom" on Roncesvalles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like one of the guys who works there is like a hardcore jazz guy. And I get, I would get the sense that if I brought some of these records up to the, to the counter, he'd be like, "Look, be this, like, this yeah, fucking like, noob." Oh, Dave Brubeck. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Take five. Oh, Miles Davis. Yeah, really, yeah, really great. Really digging deep over there, buddy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but whatever, man. A good record is a good record. Got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. A- anyway, yeah. So let's uh, let's cue up a grime track for you from uh, what, what was it called? Uh, XL Record Recordings presents New Gen. New Gen. All right. Until next week. Keep loving it. You can't trust everybody. That's one thing I learned. Yeah, niggas don't want to be flying birds. But obviously, man can't do shows, isn't it? Feds want to lock off man's shows. So man's trapped in the hood. They can't stop the thing. It's a new generation. Sixty. Yo, it's that jump out gang shit Free the team Even when I say hi to moms, I'm strapped Skeng's on the ride, you rebrang it Who's over there in them jackets? Bro, reverse, skirt, span it Jog, bang it My driller with a spinner Of course he span it Bro, put 20 in a Mac Of course he rang it He will die for the six I mash work on the strip Fucking with bro, that's a no-no Man will lift up and empty the clip Single for free like a promo You should see how this force won't fit Mash work on your bro, no homo It's cool, might lift up a prick Let's lurk, let's lurk Full door with a gang, tryna put him in the dirt Nigga scream 6, 7k, don't learn Didn't do shit when your brother got burnt No four corn, shoulda hit him in the shirt Shoulda hit him in the shirt Been drilling from quick back, you weren't Push bike in the brock, let's lurk Let's lurk, let's lurk Skeng's on the ride, yeah, he bring it Who's over there in them jackets? Bro, reverse, skirt, span it Jog, bang it My driller with a spinner Of course he span it Bro, put 20 in a Mac Of course he rang it Skeng's in the ride, yeah, we bring it Who's over there in them jackets? Who's that? Bro, reverse, skirt, span it Jog, bang it my driller with a spinner, of course he's banning. Bro, 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 put 20 in the Mac, of course he's banging. Back that skeng, put him in his place. Now. Niggas know we don't play games. 4-4 four, four long, kick back strong. Bow. But we still let them all a match spray. Three Jigger J, he's low, but bait. Had 40s and cabs, see his face on page. Big gun, they can cause an earthquake. Get shot down even on your birthday. Damn, man, no. I'm still up in the eight. Do, do, doing things I can't say. I swear this music thing's bait, I ain't tryna catch no case No way. Get shot for day. day, main roll bait bait I'm still with the same hitters, some niggas have changed Skeng's on the ride, yeah he bring it, who's over there in them jackets? Bro, reverse, skirt, span it, jog, bang it My driller with a spinner, of course he span it Bro, bro, bro put 20 in a Mac, of course he rang it Skeng's in the ride, yeah we bring it, who's over there in them Jackets. Who's that? Bro, reverse, skirt, span it, jog, bang it. Magilla with a spinner, of course he's spanning. Bro, 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 put 20 in the map. Oh. Sit, Steve. I hit me.
me a belly I built me a link in the WV and it went so quick Free Presley, I still crash on the ops, I'm ready I made bands off the block already And the feds wanna fuck up our music ting Well the feds better be all ready These Luger nines and these four stones Will tell a Clark Kent to a Kelly Wanna do tour with the bros but the feds wanna pull up my car I wanna run but there's smoke in my lungs so I won't get far Talk about drug charges, firearms I don't even know what you're talking about I'm Probably so. pissed cause the door is flexed in my song I get paid to talk about arms New parks where man standing Feds pulling up on a random All my niggas get bands in Then the fan base expanding Billboards, awards and shit I get paid to talk this gang shit Holes on my case I used to love it, now I can't stand it Go away. We got heat, big shits What she melt, you're plastic So fix up, cause I'll pull And let it go like elastic, got chunky stones and up fours. How brilliant, fantastic. Six seven, add a K, you get left where you're standing. Skeng's in the ride, here he bring it. Who's over there in them jackets? Who's that? Bro, reverse skirt, span it, jog, bang it. My driller with a spinner, of course he span it. Bang, bang. Bro, put twenty in a Mac, of course he rang it. Skeng's in the ride, here we bring it. Who's over there in them jackets? Who's that? Bro, reverse skirt, span it, jog, bang it. Skirt, skirt, skirt. with a spinner, of course he span it. Bang, bang. Bro, put 20 in the Mac, of course he rang it. New Jane going platinum, baby. <laughs> That's the one.